0: Today, Stephen Pritchard's going to bring along a special guest, Ian Morant. We'll be talking super. We're also going to check in with Henry Jennings to find out how the market is going. And we'll take a look at general things, um, currencies, commodities, that sort of stuff. On to a new RFM. We are moving into the world of finance. Thursday Finance, Stephen Pritchard joining us again this week. Stephen well, the market's looking a little bit better at this stage, they tell us. Is that uh, right? Some are up, some are down.
1: So the gold price was up $14.08 an ounce to $2,239 at the close of the week. Yep. And the crude oil was up $1.44 a barrel to $86.68.
0: Yes. Um, that, the that's dollar. Perhaps not quite so good, is not it? Not quite really? so Well, depends it depends whether you're
1: an uh, owner or a buyer or a seller. And um, the US dollar, the US, uh, the Australian dollar against the US dollar, we were down. Um, cents to 67.24 cents against the Great British Pound, we're up uh, 0.38 pence to 55.06 pence, and against the euro, we were down to 61.27 euro cents. Overall, not not kind of big movements there. You're right, the all-ordinaries market was a bit. Yesterday or the week, we're up 55.3 points to 6,667, and the UK index was up 8.8 to 2,919, and the Uh, Sorry, that was uh, S&P 500. And the UK index was up uh, 88.9 to 7,166.
0: So today people seem to be attributing this to the the possibility of some kind of partial resolution, at least, of the China-U.S. trade wars.
1: Well, the interesting thing about that the the trade wars is that China's foreign currency reserves dropped by fifteen billion last month. Uh-huh. So, um, what do
0: we read into that? <laughs>
1: the US is winning the trade war. Oh,
0: okay, um,
1: yeah, it's a possibility. And BHP, some BHP was uh, down two cents to thirty five dollars and thirteen cents. Uh, CBA was up eighty four cents to seventy eight dollars and eighteen. Uh, NIB was down another twenty five cents to seven dollars seventy six, and Telstra was up 9 cents to 349. Okay. favourite Telstra stock. It's there. my
0: favourite stock, Same he stock. says. And uh, well, we're just keeping a look, an eye on it ever since um, there were predictions that it would uh, keep dropping below $3. And it's up. It's up. It got below $3. <laughs> yes, it did. And, but it came up. It came it up. Bounced. Yeah. And bounced.
1: Uh, and the. Uh, the yeah. Um, fuel price in Newcastle was down two point six cents a litre to a dollar forty seven. In Sydney it was up seventeen cents a litre to a dollar fifty nine. So all those Sydney-siders will be driving up to get some petrol. <laughs> and uh, the diesel price in Newcastle was $1.50.9, which is up a cent, and in Sydney forty seven point seven, up 1.3 cents.
0: Thursday finance, and it is that time, Stephen Pritchard, when we take a look at the market generally and find out what's happening with Henry Jennings from Markets Today. Oh, uh, Henry afternoon, Stephen. How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm good. That's right. good. Excellent. And uh, the, the managing director, Instatec Pivot, is a bit upset. She's uh, about <laughs> the gas price and says it's going to destroy the manufacturing industry.
2: Well, uh, probably will. I don't, didn't realise we had a manufacturing industry. I, I thought that had left the country some years ago. But um, there's a bit of a conference on at the moment, and the, uh, this is the National Energy Summit. And uh, Gene Johns uh, has called for a use-it-or-lose-it policy to stop gas companies from sitting on tenements to save up for future supply. So, um, yeah, it's um, obviously gas prices are a big component of manufacturing and unless they're high, and they are, because we um, amazingly have lots of it and export it, um, but we don't have much then left over for domestic markets. It means our gas prices are higher than they should be. And uh, that's really hurting manufacturing. But as I say, I'm not sure there's an awful lot of manufacturing left in this country, is there?
1: Yes, uh, well, fertiliser manufacturing uses a lot of gas.
2: It does, doesn't it? Mm. There, there was a report out this week that we are um, a rich, dumb and getting dumber country. Yeah, I saw that. Apparently. Did you see that? I saw that. <laughs> yeah. I saw that, that. was a, that was a bit of an indictment on the economy, mm. wasn't it? mm
1: uh, and uh, and there was a big
2: graph there.
1: Uh, anyhow. Uh, um, and Flight Centre's profits outlook's been downgraded.
2: Um, Yeah, I don't know why this came as a big surprise for the market, given that consumer sentiment has been on the nose for some time um, and has been continuing to fall. And, of course, um, despite house prices picking up, despite rate cuts and despite tax cuts, uh, we're not really seeing the consumer out there spending that money. And as a result, Flight Centre is having another one of those challenging years, especially locally. Uh, the Australian market, very um, very soggy for them. So um, I guess that the other question, of course, is whether in this day and age the business model um, is quite as robust as it used to be, given that a lot of people do um, book with other institutions, other ways of booking now on the Internet, rather than walking in and seeing the, um, the flight centre captain and, uh, and booking your stuff. So um, I think corporate's still going quite well, but um, certainly the, the local consumer and the local leisure market not quite so flash, and the, and the stock did have a mighty tumble the other day down around 11%, yeah. has tried to stabilise, but uh, you have to say that uh, at the moment rate cuts and uh, tax cuts not really having any effect at all on the economy.
3: Mm.
1: And that's what Baby Bunting said as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, they, they I think they got a bit hard done by actually that the um having said that the, the stock has had an enormous run. Um so that was part of it. But um yeah, their their margins are increasing, which is good. Um what is good about baby bunting is they do seem to have seen off most of the competition, there was a time when they had some competition and they were closing and going into liquidation and things, and, and obviously cutting their prices to get rid of stock. And this had an effect on baby bunting margins. Uh, but that seems to have gone now, and that they really have got, um, I guess, the market kind of all tied up much to themselves at the moment. So um, they have had a pretty big run. They have pulled back from that. There was some disappointment, I guess, in the results, some commentary around. Uh, uh, the outlook, which was a little bit disappointing, but I think at the end of the day, this is becoming a bit of a, a kind of a monopoly retailer there 's not too many mm-hmm. others in the same space so um, and it 's unlike something like Godfrey 's, which was a monopoly retailer in something as ridiculous as as being in the vacuum cleaning business solely Um baby buntings clearly had, there is a big demand for um, for baby goods. So. Okay.
1: I would have thought a baby gives a lot more emotional spend than a vacuum cleaner.
2: Um, well, yeah, a lot more emotional, and, you know, we, we continue to, the human race continues to have babies, and every time when you get the, the brand new one, of course, you rush out and buy all the brand new gear. Yeah. Come come the second and third ones, it's um, the novelty's worn off, and you just chuck any old stuff at them. I know we did. Oh, Okay. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> And so down, a, down at Metcash, they're in danger of losing one of their largest customers.
2: Yes, Seven Eleven, which is one of their biggest customers. Metcash, of course, is a, a grocery wholesale and dis- distributor, um, but they're putting one of their um, supply contracts up for tender, um, and it's trying to um, change its supply chain to boost the fresh food. Uh, that Seven Eleven gets so um, um, Metcash apparently is not currently, nor will it be, the supplier of fresh items to Seven Eleven. So um, it's worth about three hundred and fifty million dollars in annual sales. The Metcash contract with Seven Eleven. So it's um, not small potatoes, um, but um, you pardon the pun. And um, but certainly there, you know, Metcash has got some uh, some issues and does tend to get lost a little bit in the whole Coles Woolies. Um, whether you prefer one or the other Metcash doesn't really seem to get much for looking
1: Nah, although if you go out into the country, the Super IGA stores are quite good.
2: Yeah they are aren't they? Excellent. There's actually one down in Borley Point where we go to sometime and the meat there is unbelievable and 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 it's really reasonable, It's, 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 it's fantastic mate so yeah. shout out to Borley Super IGA well done
1: okay and C- Sea <laughs> Link's going to buy a bus operator
2: yeah Sea Link's getting bigger and bigger um, oh. certainly they're, they're looking to diversify out of their their current kind of income stream which of course is um, ferries and you know, Captain Cook and all that sort of stuff on Sydney Harbour uh, and they're buying a bus coming I mean, the market really like this deal um, and um, they raised some money it's, it's not a small deal um, I think it's around 600 and million bucks. So it's um, it's quite a big deal. But the stock price jumped from three dollars sixty to four dollars seventy. So the market clearly likes this strategy of uh, diversifying away from their core business um, and um, responded accordingly. So yeah, good news for SeaLink at the moment.
1: And uh, Australian Foundation Investment Company, which is the ultimate establishment investor, I assume. uh, (laughs) So yeah, they've decided to part company with AMP.
2: And you can't blame them, can you? Yeah, not- um let's face it AMP has been in the doghouse for some time, um and it looks unlikely that they're getting out of the doghouse. They're back at one or they're back at all time lows really, dollar sixty, um and really no sign of any Kind of um, pick up there in the business. Of course, many risks abound, and we've seen in the last few weeks uh, a couple of our banks have come out with um, reassessments of remediation costs. NAB uh, up there is to another 1.2 billion, and ANZ came out the other day with another 600 million bucks odd of uh, remediation and IT write off costs. So, this is an expensive business. To, uh to stuff up if you get it wrong and the AMP is the big daddy of getting it wrong in wealth management and financial planning then uh, the costs can really wear you down it 's a bit like um you know, a bit like water torture that slow drip uh, that uncertainty we 've seen it in the uk with Clydesdale Bank which was involved in a um, an insurance uh, issue where they'd uh, mm-hmm sold some insurance to people and uh, really, truly, that was all a bit of a con and uh, they have had that drip feed of bad news and costs and um, having to uh, compensate people for a long, long time. That That's now over effectively for them because they, the government drew a line under the when you could claim. But I think you know, we're going to continue to see this in our financial sector. The fallout from the Royal Commission is not going to be solved in a day, a week, or a month. This is, this is fundamentally going to change the playing field and will continue to reverberate around, I suspect, for, um, for some years to come, especially uh, with AMP.
1: Okay, thanks for that, Henry. We'll talk to you next week.
2: That's Way to finish, isn't it? So jolly. Be, well,
1: we'll be having the Jolly Man be coming around soon. I mean, Jane's got a red top on here. She yes. just needs the white um,
2: fluffy know. stuff For around it. Yes. It's yes. scary how quickly this year has gone I mean, well, Before you know it, it's melt up, and then basically it's Christmas.
1: Someone told me it was 77 days a couple of days ago, so we must be down
0: to 75 now.
2: Yeah, and such a lot to look forward to as well with um, Brexit at the end of this month, the Federal Reserve, and trade talks, on again, off again, whether Trump's going to order pizza for dinner. It's it's certainly all happening over in the the globe. Lots of risks out there. So it's going to be an interesting end to the year, I think,
1: Perhaps he could ring Domino's in Sydney and see if they'd deliver.
2: Um, They probably would. Um, But, uh, yeah, there's been stories out this morning that... uh, that China's actually going to leave the talks early. They're going to stay for a day. And then the Domster said, no, don't be silly. I've ordered pizza. Come on, guys, stay. Um, and I've got the chopped fudge brownies for dessert too. Um, and um, they, they were sort of umming and Ring I think. It was pretty tempting. Um, maybe if he had ordered Domino's, um, they would have headed straight back to... Uh,
0: Beijing. Uh, thanks, Henry. Thanks so thanks much. much
2: right. thanks,
0: Henry Jennings. Uh, look at the market. Our update on various stocks. To a New RFM's Thursday Finance Time to talk super now with Ian Morant, um, Stephen Pritchard.
1: Ian. Hi, Stephen. So you're back again.
3: Yes, back again.
1: So I thought we're going to we talk about today is um, is when people are. Um, um, particularly uh, employer super they take out some superannuation from the employer um, um, sign the form hopefully and put it in but they don't tend to look at what their options are or they don't tend to, to look at what their um, their annual statement says so I thought we might just talk about um, why it's important to not just accept the default options of your, your superannuation fund and, and particularly what are the default options and how yeah. they work
3: yeah, It's a really good uh, topic Stephen uh, because when, particularly with the My super uh, superannuation products that are set up, the trustees of the product have to make assumptions about uh, what factors that they will provide or features they will provide in the super. And it's a bit like going into a shop and assuming that uh, you're going to be able to buy clothing one size fits all. And it, you may be lucky, it may fit and may serve your purpose, but chances are it's not going to suit everyone. And so... What people need to do, and considering that super is uh, money that belongs to the individual and it's going to be used for their retirement, it's very important to them, it's a good idea to have a look at the default options and see, does that each of those features suit your own individual needs? And what I've done is just using uh, one of the uh, friendly calculators on the ASIC Smart Money uh, website, for instance. Just looking at, for instance, in the different investment options because with a MySuper product, the default will generally be a balanced option Uh, and typically around that 70-30 asset mix, 70% growth, 30% defensive. And so if you uh, go into the uh, balanced option, uh, for instance, just using very basic uh, information such as starting with an 18-year-old person, Zero balance and a sixty thousand dollar per year income uh, at age sixty seven, they would have about three hundred fourteen thousand uh, balance in their super just by doing nothing, just with it. So this is just the second. Option.
1: It is let the trustee select the default option.
3: Correct. Yes. Yeah. So if you compare the outcome though from using a high growth option, which is uh, say one hundred percent invested in shares for instance the outcome would be $347,000 so there's quite a difference there between uh, those two investment options Uh, $33,000 is the difference over that lifespan and that doesn't involve the person or the individual member doing anything at all except picking a different investment option they haven't had to commit any further money themselves it's just the impact of that investment option over that period of time
1: so that's about 10 percent difference so that those numbers you've done are based on um, uh, historical returns. so there's there's yes. kind of no guarantee that
3: correct yes and they're very they're very conservative though the uh, annual return that asic have in there for the high growth option is 5.3 percent per annum longer term so it's a very conservative okay. yep. option so uh, they're certainly not exaggerating the impact of uh, the different options. And if you go the other way with a conservative option, which would probably be uh, 30% growth, 70% defensive, uh, the outcome is about uh, 254000 which is about $60,000 less than the balanced option. So it shows you the importance of simply looking at the investment option the options that are available to you. And all the funds have a range of options, so it's quite easy to pick and get information on them. But just simply accepting the default option that has been chosen, you can be doing yourself a lot of detriment.
0: So I suppose when you are working, you probably don't need a lot of, grow, a lot of uh, income from, well, you don't, because you can't touch the super while you're working, can you? That's right. So growth is not a bad option to go for?
3: Uh, well, without giving any advice, generally yeah. the younger a person is, the more uh, they can gain from a higher growth option. Because they have time on their side, they can outride the volatility that might occur, And so the younger you are, time's on your side, uh, and it doesn't matter if the market's going up or down on a yearly basis. It's that longer-term return that you're going to benefit from.
1: Yeah, and a number of the uh, the product disclosure statements that I've seen for super funds have um, a suggested time horizon for for each investment option. Rick, yes. Yeah. So if you if you if you if you're looking to retire in five years, you, they'll, they'll suggest that, that, that there is a an option that's more suitable than 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 a um, someone who's looking to retire in forty years. So you need to have a look at the the product disclosure statement that. Produced. comes out. yeah yep.
0: To a new RFM's Thursday finance, taking a look at superannuation, super matters with Ian Morant and of course with Stephen Pritchard.
1: So apart from the the investment um, default option, what what other default options do the uh, trustees usually decide on?
3: Uh, the, the next main one, uh, Stephen, is in regard to the insurance that's offered uh, to members. Uh, generally, Two types of insurance, or the main two types, are life or death cover and the second being the total and permanent disability cover. There's a third type, which is the income protection cover, but we won't uh, look at that because that's a very complicated area and uh, very specialised. So basically looking at the principles for the life and death cover, uh, and look at, a, say for instance, a sample of three different funds. And the insurance cover provided by those funds varies greatly. For instance, for a fifteen-year-old in one fund, the death cover automatically was thirty-one thousand two hundred and fifty. Another fund, eight thousand six hundred, and another fund, fifty thousand dollars. So, uh, and of course, as you uh, get older, uh, the pre- the amount of automatic cover increases and starts to decrease again around about the age of. Uh, 45, 50. But what that means is that because the insurance cover is a very individual uh, matter, you need to have a look and see what cover you need for your circumstances, particularly it's going to be different for someone who has dependents, for instance, and someone that doesn't have dependents. And of course, those factors aren't taken into account in the default insurance that's provided by the fund or the trustees.
1: So, if we looked at, say, for example, someone who's um, thirty-five and, and got a couple of children and they probably and a, a mortgage, and so they, they wanted to make sure that the mortgage was paid off. So, the mortgage is probably say, I don't know, six hundred will be conservative. Yep. Yeah. Um, what what type of default insurance that the fund's offering for, say, a thirty-five-year-old who needs six hundred? What what would they get if they didn't? do anything.
3: Well, for instance, one of these funds for someone 45, uh, the default cover is $368,000. Yeah. Uh, but for another fund, it's 110000 Yeah. So there's that massive difference, and uh, it's uh, putting a lot of risk in your financial situation if you just assume that the default cover is going to meet your needs. And as you've just indicated, Stephen, someone who might have a couple of children, uh, a mortgage, etc. Uh, totally different situation than someone who's a single person uh, maybe you know still living at home with their parents doesn't have a great deal of debt uh, totally different situation than someone who has a mortgage etc
1: right so 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 this hypothetical person needs 600 um, but what about someone who who, who um, doesn't need any insurance at all for whatever can they? Reduce the default down to zero.
3: You, you can. You can opt out of the the, the cover. Uh, it's a big decision to make, though, to think that you don't need any cover at all. Um, even from a, the death benefit point of view, there's going to be funeral expenses. So, if, unfortunately, if something does happen to you, well, so I'm talking someone's about going someone to... who
1: won the 50 million in the lottery the other week. Okay. But, but yeah. So, okay.
3: so. yes, yeah, so, <laughs> so, you, you've got the option of cutting it back to zero. Uh, you've also got the option of increasing the cover. So, if you have a look at the default cover that's offered with your fund, uh, do an assessment of your needs, uh, you can apply for additional cover with the fund and the premiums on those can work out to be reasonably effective or cost-effective, uh, so it's uh, not a bad way of trying to yeah. get the cover that you need. Generally, the
1: cheapest way to get uh, life insurance is through your superannuation fund. Yeah. It
3: is, yes. Generally, yeah. 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 And then, of course, with the total and permanent disability cover as well, Um, You need to consider what would happen if you were required or had to stop work tomorrow, how would you meet your ongoing commitments, your lifestyle expenses, etc., not only for yourself but for dependents as well. And someone having to finish work in an unfortunate situation at a young age, even in their 30s or 40s, can be fairly devastating or challenging from a financial point of view if you don't have uh, money there to meet your needs. And in that situation, you've probably got a lot of health issues to worry about. You don't need to be worrying about the money side of things as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. And is there any other options that, we get that are default options?
3: Um, well, just going back to the uh, default investment options, uh, just looking at the difference that someone can make by contributing, say, $10 a week from a salary sacrifice point of view and... Uh, by contributing $10 a week from a salary sacrifice point of view, that's before tax, you're actually not losing $10 per week out of your take-home pay because the $10 a week being taken out pre-tax means that there's going to be less tax on what you're actually going to end up with in your hand. So it's not a straight 10 for 10. Uh, you pay out 10, but you're actually... Um, um, got more in your, your hand. Than yeah, so if
1: you're your on hand. that 30% tax bracket, the really yep. cost to use really only $7.
3: Yes, yeah. Yep. Yep. So, for instance, looking at the uh, balanced option, if someone contributed the $10 a week using those same assumptions that we we started with before, an 18-year-old person, $60,000 per year, by age 60 they'd have an extra $23,500 in their super. Now, $23,500 might not sound like a lot, but it's... The ten dollars a week hasn't taken a, a lot of uh imposition or may not have, and twenty three thousand can make a, a difference for you at retirement.
0: It can buy a car, for example. Exactly,
3: yes, yeah. And these are in today's dollars, so the at eight sixty seven the twenty three thousand might be the numbers might be a bit a lot bigger, uh but the purchasing power should be about the, the same as that. And looking for instance at uh twenty dollars a week salary sacrifice in that same uh, balanced option, extra just over forty-seven thousand. So, uh, making those small adjustments and looking at those small strategies early on can make a big difference at retirement.
1: And, and the, the comment you made there, it's important that if you're going to put in this extra amount a week, you, you need to kind of increase it each year to keep up with uh, inflation. So, you, you're putting in ten dollars a week this year, you might want to put in ten fifty. That's right. Ten yep. next year yep. and eleven dollars
3: a year after. Yeah, yeah. Good, good, op, good time to review that every time you get a pay increase.
0: So should that be in line with the CPI, the consumer price index, <laughs> as a general guide? Well, in we,
1: well, which index are you're going to use the CPI index, the average weekly ordinary. Earning, time of ordinary earnings, earnings index. Uh,
0: well, you tell me.
1: <laughs> uh, well, <you laughs> or are know. they about the same? No, no. There, there's, there's, yeah. and what's the third one? There's a third one that's used for pensions. Probably the average weekly, ordinary times earnings index will probably give you a better result because wages generally go up faster than inflation.
0: Ah, uh, do yeah. they? Well, mm-hmm. I suppose they need to to keep keep uh, in line with rising well, prices,
1: Or rising standards of living. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Well, and that's our our look at super for today, your default option and whether that's a good thing or not and how you can actually make sure it works for you. Thank you very much, Ian Morant.
3: Please, Jane.
0: And uh, thank you to Stephen Pritchard as well.
3: Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel.